Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's going on, everyone? Appreciate you listening to 3 and Out with John Middlecoff of the Colin Coward Podcast Network. I'm back from Indianapolis. The Combine was a great week. I had Howie Roseman, had the general manager of the Eagles. We'll get to him a little later. Matt Nagy of the Bears, had Greg Cosell. Uh, t- today we got a lot of good stuff. Some, some of my thoughts on, on just free agency in general in the NFL – uh, we'll bring back a clip and something Howie said involved to my thoughts on, on Nick Foles. What expectations are like in the NFL and just how they kind of crumble different organizations all over the league. It's easy when you're a team like the Browns and if you win five games, they'll throw you a parade. It's hard when your fan base thinks you're you know, a perennial and a consistent playoff team. And then Christian McCaffrey, he saved someone's life uh, on a hike, it is in his home state of Colorado. I actually, though, you know, talked to some people in the league this week. His name came up a couple times uh, with some teams that were potentially going to draft him in the mid-teens and are pretty grateful they did not. In my opinion, the most overrated holiday in America is New Year's Eve. Yet it gets arguably the most hype, especially when you're young, uh, of, of any holiday out there. I would say, in my experience, I'm 33 years old, since leaving college, so basically about the last 10 years, I've had one good New Year's over the last 10 years. But every year, all my friends, everyone in my life, now social media, everyone's hyping it up. New Year's Eve! What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What party are we going to spend $200 just to get in? And it always sucks. When I was in Philadelphia, I was a part of the Dream Team. 
And I, I remember finally getting to the NFL and NFL free agency. It was so awesome. The great part about the NFL, and I come from college, in college, the players pick you. In the NFL, it's a business. You pick them. Free agency, who are you going to sign? So we came out the gates by second year swinging. Signed Namdi Asamoa. We had traded for DRC, signed Jason Babin, Ronnie Brown, all, Vince Young as our backup quarterback. On paper, it looked unreal. Year in, though, and year out, no probably day in sports, and really free agency lasts a little while, but those first couple days in NFL free agency are very big, are more overrated than NFL free agency. In basketball, when you sign a Kevin Durant, you know, when you sign or even trade for, because officially on the date of free agency, you can officially make trades, like the Minnesota Timberwolves traded for Jimmy Butler. It's kind of a plug-and-play league. Definitely baseball. If I trade for a third baseman that hits me 35 bombs, he is more than likely going to hit bombs when he comes to my team. In the NFL, that's not the case. Yet the hype every year on NFL free agency is so massive. Just like New Year's Eve. And it never lives up to the hype. The reality, though, in 2018... It's an all-time bad class. As we just saw, all these guys from Le'Veon Bell, who's one of the best players on the in the NFL, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, you know, even Lamarcus Joyner, that was a little bit of a curveball that was franchised with the LA Rams, Kyle Fuller, who a contract negotiator in the NFL had told me that he thought he was going to get more money than Tremaine Johnson was just transition tag which basically makes him a restricted free agent in the sense that the Chicago Bears can match any contract that another team gives him. He is not a true free agent anymore. The guys, the big-time names that are true street free agents, Andrew Norwell, who was going to get $12, $13 million a year, wasn't even the best guard on his team. I have people in the league, my, some buddies of mine that are pro scouts, that think he's a stiff. I mean, if I'm going to pay top dollar for an NFL free agent that's a guard, he better be Coletio Semele. That's not Andrew Norwell. Again, not the best guard on his own team. Nate Solder, tackle for the New England Patriots. He's 30 years old. Allen Robinson, that might be the most talented player on the quote-unquote open market, is coming off an ACL injury. And I know, and I, I do this too, make it seem like ACL injuries are no big deal. I, you know, I, I think sometimes we got to pump the brakes on that. For every Adrian Peterson, there's a lot of guys that are never the same. Obviously, Kirk Cousins is one of the biggest free agents, you know, in the, I would say, in recent memory. But the reality is, he's choosing between two or three teams. Like Case Keenum. Is, a, is one of the biggest free agents on the open market. It is one of the most overrated events in American sport because in football, you build your team through subtle moves. Most times, big free agents, the Nadamican Sues, do not work out. Even when they're good, and Nadamican has taken a lot of shit over the years for not quite living up to the contract, he has been solid. But he is not a difference maker in the sense that he validates... That $60 million in escrow that you gave him on the day of signing, that you don't feel his impact just as a fan sitting there. The coaches appreciate him. The opponent appreciates him. But was it really worth it? I'd say no. Yet the hype on this is so big, and that's the power of the NFL. But in reality, 
It's New Year's Eve. It's so overhyped. And then you'll leave, you know, once it's March 20th, you realize, God, that was kind of boring. You know, really, look at the draft. The draft's basically like 4th of July or Thanksgiving. It always lives up to the hype. The draft is where you make your hay as an NFL football fan or a football team. That's how you build championships. That's where you really find players. That's how you impact your team. In free agency, more than likely, you're going to sign contracts that you potentially regret in six months, in a year, definitely in two years. The majority of them do not work out. We love transactions. It's why we love fantasy football. It's why anyone that gets into the business, like like I did, it's what you aspire to be a part of, making moves, you know, signing players. Uh, And in in the NFL, I, I really think, if you look at the best teams, they make more of an impact on, you know, trading like a late round pick for a guy, claiming a guy off waivers than you ever make as a big picture signing. You know, a guy that you have to give 40, 50, 60 million guaranteed dollars to. I do not feel comfortable signing Tremaine Johnson, who I wouldn't want to pay him 60 million dollars guaranteed. He's not that fast. Yet everyone, everywhere you go on social media, you know, or any article you read. Oh, you got his Tremaine Johnson, stud corner. In what world? Again, it's just free agency in basketball. Next year in baseball, guys like Manny Machado, Bryce Harper. Those are impact players. And it's they play in a plug-and-play league. That is not the case with football. If you put Tremaine Johnson in the wrong spot, in the wrong defense, in the wrong scheme, it'll look terrible. I, I saw it with my own eyes. We're just like, oh, DRC, put him at nickel corner. He couldn't do it. Oh, try Namdi. He couldn't do it either. Asante Samuel wanted no part of it. Scheme is so important in football, so much more than the other two sports, that when you sign guys, in football, when you're signing a 27, 28, 29-year-old player, there is no more projection. He is what he is. But so many teams don't necessarily look at it like that and they end up acquiring something that doesn't fit. So these ne- this next week, there are going to be players that sign and, and fans give their team an A-plus grade. And typically the teams that get F and D grades usually turn out to be the best. Again, free agency is the New Year's Eve of holidays. Let's move on to the Eagles and Nick Foles. Last week I talked to Howie Roseman, and we'll bring back something he said here in a second, but I'm a younger guy, so when you, whenever you first get into the real world and you, you leave college, typically you don't have much leverage. So when Company X offers you X amount of dollars, usually not that high, uh, especially when you're coming from schools like I did, Cal Poly or Fresno State, you just have to take it. You, you don't have the ability to walk away. You just need a job. You're trying to survive. Then the older you get, if things go well and you're good at your job, you might have the opportunity to say two simple letters that are really powerful. No. And just walk away. Anyone in business, anyone that's had mentors for business deals will tell you the most powerful thing in the world is saying no and walking away from a deal. It happens all the time in every business, especially football. Right now, the Eagles have the luxury of having an unreal quarterback room. Let's just listen to the way that Howie Roseman described that room. We love our quarterback room. We love our quarterback situation. 
And um, there's nothing more important in, in this league than that, and that's by design. And um, those guys do an unbelievable job together, and their chemistry is great. And so um, we're very happy to have all three of those guys on our team. Right now, the Eagles have all the leverage in the situation. Literally 100% of the leverage. Their young star quarterback, who is banged up, has a torn ACL. We don't know when it's going to be back. I would imagine they have some idea, but they don't have a concrete date. Might be ready for week one, might not be. It's still on a rookie contract. So it's not like he's making $25, $30 million dollars which he will one day, I'm sure, amass if he comes back healthy. They have a guy that makes six, seven million dollars. Then they have Nick Foles that also makes give or take around that amount. They have Nate Sudfeld, a guy that you talk to anyone around the Eagles, feels like they really like. But the one really powerful thing that I don't think any other team in the league could say, I, I do believe that New England could have said this before they traded Jimmy Garoppolo. They had two quarterbacks on their roster that they could have won a Super Bowl with. There is definitely not a team. Think about that. Most teams in the league do not have a starter that you feel comfortable that could win a Super Bowl, let alone a backup. I've been around Howie Roseman. He is very Billy Bean-like. Value is very important to him. Anyone in business understands value. It is important in every walk of life. I saw this when, when I used to work in radio. There, there was a bottom line, and then there was a reality. you know. And the bottom line is, you know, if someone offers you a second-round pick, you probably should move on. But there's a reality that why could we not win another Super Bowl? And now we have the luxury, like in 2018, that if Carson comes back and he's healthy, well, we have a contingency plan with Nick Foles. If Carson is not the same... Or hell, gets injured again, we just throw Nick back out there. It is one of the all-time luxuries. And, and, and I, I know this, and I think most people, you know, aspirational, those alpha males are, are like this, always looking for the next best thing, always trying to upgrade. Most people in football front offices are always trying to find an upgrade. Here's the problem, and I, I think everyone's freaking out. Multiple reports, the Eagles would demand a first-round pick. Is that that crazy to demand a first-round pick? We just saw a guy who is capable in the biggest moments against the best teams to win the most important games, arguably in American sport. The Super Bowl, which is the biggest game, but then the playoff games, how good he was in that second half in Atlanta, how good he was in Minnesota. Like, How many starting quarterbacks right now in the NFL do you feel comfortable saying even have that in the back? Now, is Nick really that good? I, I don't know. I would probably lean no. But I know he has the ability to raise his game to the highest level. What, what is the, the rush, if you're Philadelphia, to even think about trading him for anything less than a first-round pick? If anything, I'm letting the quarterback carousel kind of play itself out. Let Kirk Cousins go somewhere. Let Case Keenum go somewhere. Maybe even let the draft play out. There are going to be a team or two that are left empty-handed and not comfortable in their quarterback situation. Then they may get desperate. We saw this a couple years ago. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's leg basically fell off in practice. The Eagles had this great luxury of having Bradford, 
of having, obviously, just drafted Carson Wentz. They also had Chase Daniels on the roster. Turns out he's not a very good player, but whatever. They thought at the time he was a serviceable backup. They traded Sam Bradford and got a first-round pick. And no one in their right mind would have said Sam Bradford's worthy of a first-round pick. And it's kind of played out that way. And it turns out Sam Bradford's pretty good. He just can't stay healthy. Teams, people get desperate. And when you have leverage and you keep saying no, eventually someone will hit their knees and start begging. And that's where Howie can take advantage. In worst case, you just keep them. Then you have two quarterbacks on your roster that are capable of winning the Super Bowl. I, I say that with Carson Wentz. I don't, you know, he may never win a Super Bowl. I'm pretty confident if he's healthy, he's capable of winning a Super Bowl. I can say without hesitation, it's a fact Nick Foles is capable of winning a Super Bowl. No other team in the league can say that. No other team can even begin to say that. Think how powerful of a situation the Philadelphia Eagles are in. So when I say Nick Foles isn't worth a first-round pick, are you crazy? I mean, how, how many quarterbacks in the NFL have that in the bag? What we just witnessed. Half the league, maybe, their starters, let alone their backups. I think Howie Roseman's in the driver's seat, and depending on how it plays out, I would not be shocked if in the next three or four months, a it might not be in the 2018 draft, it might be in the 2019 draft, a first-round pick is coming their way. Okay, let's get on to expectations in the NFL. I saw this tweet. It was in Peter King's MMQB. I also follow the guy, but I must have missed it when he tweeted it live that Mike Kliss works in Denver, covers the Denver Broncos, tight with John Elway, must have been either talking one-on-one with Seattle general manager John Snyder, or maybe Snyder said this at his at the NFL Combine at his press conference. Schneider said, we went 9-7, and seven, and it felt like we won two games. Now, obviously, the Seahawks had been winning the NFC West forever, had been basically dominating the NFL, had been to a couple Super Bowls, had been you know, one of the standard setters in the league. And he's kind of right. They went 9-7. and seven. They, they felt like a debacle. And I'm just seeing on Twitter, Richard Sherman's probably going to be gone. They'd even entertain trading Earl Thomas. But the pressure and the expectations in the Seattle building are so high. It's not necessarily Super Bowl or bust. Really, let's call it what it is. New England's the only place that can say Super Bowl or bust. But Seattle's one of the five or six teams that truly, like anything less than a playoff berth and really a division championship, feels like a complete let nine and seven. And it felt like they won two games. Those are the expectations now. You know, you look around the league. And you go, like, Cleveland, they have no expectations. If Cle- they've won one game in the last two years. If Cleveland were to draft Darnold or Mayfield or one of those quarterbacks and win four or five games, hell, they, they throw them a freaking parade. The Arizona Cardinals, like, God love them. Bruce Arians, a, a huge fan. That's a franchise, that the expectations, you know, if they go 8-8 eight and eight again, that would be fine. The Chicago Bears, I, I had Matt, Matt Nagy on last week. I actually think they're going to be a... They've been one of the best bad teams in the NFL. But if they're just competitive, 7-9, 8-8, somewhere in there, people are going to be fired up. But there are a couple teams, and I, I live in the Bay Area. What, what's, what's the famous the famous saying is that, that uh, pressure bursts pipes and it also makes diamonds? 
Well, in the NFL, it's definitely making bursting more pipes than it is making diamonds. Really, beside like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers on a typical year, Russell Wilson is several years ago. Most times, pipes are just bursting. People are getting fired. Organizations are getting blown up. But I got two teams that live in my backyard that the expectations I don't think could be much higher. Let's start with the Raiders. John Gruden just got $100 million. When you pay a coach $10-plus million a year, which I think Nick Saban makes 11. Uh, we don't truly know how much Bill Belichick makes. If I had to guess, I, I think Belichick makes like $15 million. If, if he's not making at least $15 million, he is wildly underpaid. But the expectation, when you have John Gruden making $100 million for a 10-year deal, every year you don't make the playoffs, is going to be a massive disappointment. Especially this year. He has a $25 million quarterback. I've talked to people in the league that expect Khalil Mack to sign in the next, maybe before free agency, uh, a five-year, $105, $110 million deal with quarterback-like guarantees of $70, $75 million all guaranteed. When you have that, a $10 million quarterback, a franchise defensive player, and a franchise quarterback, like anything less than winning... 10-plus games, and winning a wild card at minimum, like John Schneider said, it's going to feel like you just won two games. People are going to be ripping their hair out. Like, 8-8 eight and eight is going to feel like devastation. The, the expectations for the Raiders are pretty damn high. And, and that's, I mean, that's a good thing. And, and I, I do think it's a tangible thing. It's not fake. Like, anything less than the playoffs is, is going to be like, don't jump. And then the other team down the road in Santa Clara. It's a little different uh, because I saw it last year. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch took over an organization. There were zero expectations. They had just, you know, won two games with Chip Kelly. They were drafted number two overall. They had hit rock bottom as a franchise in my life. The majority of my life is spent in, in Northern California. When I was born, the Niners kicked ass. For like 20 plus years. Then they went to a, through a dry spell. And they came back with Harbaugh. They hit rock bottom with Chip Kelly. So when Kyle took over, talking to people around the league, they were at one point in time, they were 1-9. and nine, And it felt, you know what? They're doing a pretty good job. They're making strides. Then Jimmy came. It all went out the window. They won their last five games. They paid him an enormous contract that I think I had no issue with them paying. But now you have Kyle Shanahan. Which, when I was at the Combine, the one guy that everyone kept wanting to talk about, just football people, not as much about Jimmy Garoppolo, but was Kyle Shanahan. How good and how elite of an offensive coach Kyle Shanahan is. And I agree. But when you're an elite offensive coach, and you have a franchise quarterback. Now, unlike the Raiders, the 49ers aren't quite as good. They they don't have their Khalil Mack. Uh, They don't have a very good offensive line. The Raiders are. But we saw the Niners, with Kyle's genius and Jimmy's play, rattle off a bunch of wins at the end of the year. Now, are they an undefeated level team? No. But the expectations around the Bay Area, and I think you're starting to see nationally, this was like what the Raiders were a couple years ago, and now what they're going to be like basically in perpetuity as long as Gruden's around, it's going to be playoffs or bust. Like, you better compete to win 9, 10 games. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair, but so far, the, the John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, there have been BFFs. Well, they haven't had expectations yet. 
Now the expectations are here, and we see it all around the league. It's It bursts pipes, you know? Most times, diamonds are not made. Now, I was really impressed watching Kyle Shanahan operate when they were losing, but again, there were no expectations. When you add that expectation into the room, there's a, there's a whole different aura. There's a, there's a sense of pressure that you feel every day. When I got to work, when I got hired in 2010 with the Philadelphia Eagles, it was playoffs or bust every year. That, that, that was it. I mean, that's, that was the Andy Reid standard. He had been winning for so long. The Dallas Cowboys are going to feel it this year. They feel it every year because they're the Dallas Cowboys. But they don't have many excuses. Like Jason Garrett, time to shit or get off the pot. If Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott are healthy with that offensive line, you know, you, have a, you just franchised a pass rusher. Your division, the Redskins are falling apart. The Giants are not very good. Obviously, the Eagles are Super Bowl champs, but you got no excuse not to be a playoff team. And I'd argue they would have been a playoff team last year if Zeke didn't get suspended for six games. But there is going to be a tangible pressure. Jerry Jones just talked about it at the combine in his in his RV with the with the star on the side of it, which is pretty badass, by the way. The RV he has an RV that picks him up and drives him around at the Indianapolis Combine. What a legend! But it's the, the pressure around Dallas is going to be as big as it's been in, in recent memory. They, they have no excuses to not make the playoffs. And, and I think Schneider hit it on the head. When, when you have those type expectations, and Seattle's were really high because they had been to the playoffs so many times, it, it feels like you win two or three games, even if you win eight or nine. If you're not playing on that wild card weekend or have a bye, it feels like it's, it was a complete failure. And obviously in the NBA, eight teams from each conference make it. So you can be kind of crappy and still make the playoffs. In, in baseball, it's not really. Like if you win over, if you go above 500 the season so long, if you, that means you're in the wild card race. It feels like a pretty productive season because you're getting butts in the seats. That's not the way it is in the NFL. It's for a lot of these franchises. And I don't think the, the two ones in the Bay Area, I, it couldn't be any higher in Oakland. That when you pay a coach that much money. With the 49ers, the timeline just got fast-forward mode. I would have said a couple years, but when you land Jimmy Garoppolo, you pay him all that money, and it's pretty clear you have a star head coach. I, I, I don't think it's crazy to say they got playoff expectations, and it was going to be disappointing if they don't make it. So it's going to be fascinating to watch the two teams in the Bay Area, how they truly handle enormous expectations. The Raiders have had a some familiarity with it the last couple years because they've had some, but nothing like they have now with John Gruden on the sideline. And the 49ers haven't had anywhere close since Harbaugh. Okay, let's end on this. A story that came out, I I think on Tuesday, about Panthers, rookie running back, I'll call him a slot receiver, former Stanford superstar, Christian McCaffrey. Just an incredible human, high-character guy. Witnessed, he was in his home state of Colorado, saw a guy fall like 20 plus feet on a hike. Uh, Basically, the guy like shattered his back, shattered his leg. Christian McCaffrey, you know, turns into Superman, saves his life, (laughs) calls 911, fires down this mountain, and just helps this guy live. Just an incredible story. Anyone that's heard any story about Christian McCaffrey, not shocked at all. He's a stud. Uh, and I, I guess he went to visit the guy at the hospital. The story was on Panthers.com. McCaffrey said that 
it felt like the dude was in the air for 10 seconds. I, I can't imagine falling on a hike and landing on the rocks. Has to really hurt. McCaffrey saved his life. That's, he, he was a, in scouting terms, uh, some might call it a gift. You know, it's from on a character standpoint, just an elite guy, special guy. Saved the guy's life. His name actually came up, though, when I was in Indianapolis. A couple different times from teams that would have potentially drafted him in the mid-teens. And both the teams that I was talking to kind of said they were glad that it worked out. They ended up with the guy they did and not Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey went in the top 10, the Carolina Panthers. Both the people I was talking to felt it was pretty clear after his rookie year. And they had some reservations. These guys were not the decision makers. They were just the scouts that had evaluated them. They, they didn't love him as a running back, the way he projected the league. And they feel even more confident about that today, that he's not a running back, Kareem Hunt, you know, uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, of that. Like, those guys are running backs. Now, the one thing Christian McCaffrey does really well, and it's clear he's going to do this for a long time. They're not disputing the people I talk to that he's going to be a really good player. He had 80 catches last year. They think he's like Julian Edelman. He's a slot receiver. But you don't draft slot receivers in the top 10. They, they don't think he'll ever live up to the hype as an inside running back. I had some reservations, uh, but after watching the first year of Christian McCaffrey, I'm pretty confident too. And if hell, if he's Julian Edelman, that's not a bust by any means. You feel really good about it. And that, that might be, in scouting terms, a stand-up double. You know, hell, it might, you might be rounding two thinking you might have hit a triple as a draft pick. But when you draft a running back in the top 10, you need him to be have an Adrian Peterson-like career. You know, Marshawn Lynch, I think, was like the 12th overall pick. You need it to be that. A couple years ago, Todd Gurley went 10. You have to be a running back, too. I don't think Christian McCaffrey's ever going to be a running back. Now, the one thing he does really well, catch the football. And in 2018, that really matters. But I think we'll see in the next several years that he will just become a full-time wide receiver. And I think at the end of the day, when we look back, we'll go, you know what? That pick, that drafted him there for what he brings to the table. You know, if you could do it all over again, I I think Julian Edelman was a seventh-round pick for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Remember, he was a quarterback in college. They transitioned it. He became, up until he got hurt last year, for like three or four years, the best slot receiver in the league. Pretty sure Wes Welker was undrafted. Same type deal. And the draft is just simple supply, demand, and value. And at the end of the day, if Christian McCaffrey is not a consistent, you know, 1,300, 1,400-yard rusher, even if he is catching you a lot of balls, I think it'll be very disappointing. Now, I'm not saying if you could redraft, I think Julian Edelman probably still go in the first round. But you take that guy in the 20s, in the early 30s, not in the top 10. So Christian McCaffrey, proven, you know, if you're going to fall off a rock on a hike, you want Christian McCaffrey to be around you because he'll save your life. But if I'm drafted in the top 10 and, you know, I'm drafting a running back, I don't know if Christian McCaffrey's my guy. I want to thank everyone for listening. Second full week of three and out. If you listen on iTunes, subscribe, leave any questions you may have college or pro anything i'm open you can go any different direction you guys are crushing it numbers wise 
uh, Colin for giving me this opportunity. I, I can't thank him enough. That you're listening to Three and Out with John Middlecoff on the Colin Coward Podcast Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 